This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Let's take a look at what's happening now in the United States. Another fascinating week as always. Reggie Cicchini joins us, our Washington correspondent for Global News. Good morning, Reggie. Good morning. Uh, Let's start with the school shooting that happened yesterday in Iowa. I feel like there's still some details that are coming out about this. Uh, Yeah, I mean, look, this this was, I mean, when we talk about school shootings, um, you know, they happen frequently in the United States. Uh, They are part of a of a trend uh, uh, linking gun violence uh, and and you know mental health crises and politics. It's a it's a difficult intersection for this country. But at least in Iowa, what we understand is um, that the call came in just after 7:30 in the morning. about 40 miles north uh, west of Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, the victims uh, include uh, a sixth grade student uh, who who was killed. Uh, you know, this was a high school, but apparently there was a, a breakfast program, a lunch program that was underway at the school here um, as well. The student uh, who was involved in this uh, died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound and had also posted um, some images to social media, including what potentially could be um, the moments before this took place, um, you know, with 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 a song right. in the background that harkens back to, to Columbine. But but ultimately, this is this is an issue now that not only is being grieved and mourned and talked about. Uh, at the local level, but it is also being now discussed at, at the federal level as well. Oh boy, okay. Never Those stories just never seem to go away. And, and of course, back into the political conversation, then they talk about guns, right? Yeah, absolutely. Look, just, just about 20 minutes away from the shooting location, there were a couple of town halls that were held by CNN last night with leading Republican uh, contenders for the presidential nomination. Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis both were asked about uh, this shooting, and both of them declined to say that the gun was the problem. Both uh, tried to say that this was uh, a matter of mental health and that mental health needs to be dealt with, not the gun problem, whereas Ron DeSantis Santos made a point of saying, look, this is a local and state matter. This has nothing to do with the federal side uh, of politics. And that goes to show that if we wind up with, say, a Ron DeSantis presidency, that there will be no appetite to deal with gun violence at the federal level, trying to push this down to state and local levels. All right. Well, speaking of the current president, then let's talk about what's going on at the border, because I feel like there, there this is one. It never gets better down there. Right. It still seems to be a bigger problem. And the crisis is getting more severe. Sure. It is. Uh, numbers uh, have for, for illegal crossings and apprehensions uh, have reached some of the highest levels uh, so far this year. Uh, and Democrats, or at least the president, has really struggled uh, to A, get control of the situation, but B, try to come to some kind of resolution for um, how to deal with illegal uh, migration. Look, we saw uh, GOP uh, members, including senior leadership members, head down to the border and try to rail against uh, the Biden administration for not doing enough uh, and for putting too much uh, pressure and stress, not only on border guards, but on southern cities uh, as well. It's worth pointing out, Republicans did pass a border security measure. It's not going to pass anywhere in the House or uh, rather in the Senate or or the White House. Uh, And some Republicans have actually come out to say, look, if they want to get some kind of deal that's going to help President Biden, we're not going to sign on to this. So even as they try to say, look, we need to deal with something, they don't want to do something that could be seen as a win for the president, meaning the situation could remain at a deadlock. Right. Because is that because it's an election year? 
It, because it's an election year and just because this is a, a Republican Party that is intent on derailing anything that this administration does because they feel that if they can, you know, throw hurdles in the way of Joe Biden, whether it's with the border or impeachment, that it gives talking points and fire to Donald Trump as he runs his campaign uh, against Joe Biden. So this is essentially a stall and block effort by Republicans solely to ensure that the Democrats and the president fall hard. Okay, and so the pre- the former president, Donald Trump, it sounds like he's going to be spending some time in court in the next couple of weeks on a number of different fronts. Uh, yeah, uh, yes. Uh, there, are, there are a series of cases that are coming uh, just this month alone. Uh, we are a matter of days away from closing arguments in the state uh, of New York, uh, where his business licenses and his empire uh, potentially could crumble. Uh, there is set to be a, a damages uh, trial held for the E. Jean Carroll uh, matter. And then the Supreme Court is also set to take up the situation in Colorado, which has to do with Trump's uh, attempts here to stay on the ballot after it was brought forward to try and keep him off the ballot. All of this is going to kind of play out along with the series of federal cases that may find their way into court, including in early March, uh, where the special counsel is trying to either A, find out whether or not Donald Trump has immunity, uh, or B, continue forward with his case that Trump tried to subvert the 2020 election. It's just here we are in 2024 still talking about an election from four years ago. Which amazes me, right? It seems like since the day that election happened, though, everybody's been talking about 2024. Well, I mean, look, since the day that that election happened, sure, everyone was looking at the 2024. But I think what's remarkable, too, especially as we're, you know, some 12 hours away from January 6th, um, you know, which marks three years from the insurrection or, or the attack and the riot at the U.S. Capitol, that it's still casting such a huge shadow over 2024 because the lies that were told in 2020, um, the, the bogus claims about election fraud that have really kind of derailed election integrity in this country, they are still factoring so huge into the American public. There's new polling out to me, just kind of talking about January 6th here, that suggests that a quarter of Americans still believe that January 6th was uh, like an FBI sting or, or some kind of law enforcement setup to try and entrap people around Trump. And you even heard Ron DeSantis last night say that this is just a matter that's, you know, being politicized by the left. There are a growing number of people who don't see any problem with what happened on January 6th or what led up to it. Wow, okay. Oh, I also want to ask you, there was a report that came out from House Democrats this week uh, that is making a lot of news having to do with uh, payments that were made for foreign governments to stay at properties owned by the Trump family. And the biggest sum of money that came in uh, to Donald Trump came from uh, China, roughly five and a half million dollars spent at his properties in Washington, D.C. and elsewhere uh, around the U.S. East Coast. And what that does is, number one, it goes against what's known as the emoluments clause uh, in the Constitution, which stops federal officials from accepting gifts from foreign countries without some kind of congressional approval. Um, and it really kind of shows that the the ties between Trump's personal life, private life, business life and political life. Life that were all kind of muddied during his time in office. It was nearly $8 million um, in foreign payments to Trump's properties in the four years that he was in office, most of it from China, but also including from Saudi Arabia, another area that A, has solid ties to the United States, but also to the Trump family. You know, it's not sure that it's not clear this is actually going to go and do anything beyond provide some talking points, but it's going to become some ammunition for Democrats to say, look, if you get Trump in office again, we run the risk of more kind of, um, you know, black marks on on the Constitution that's supposed to prevent these things. What a week. Uh, Reggie, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. That's Reggie Cicchini, our Washington correspondent for Global News.